Hi, I'm Father Columba Jordan, and welcome to Little by Little. We originally recorded these podcasts as videos, which are available on YouTube, but we also wanted to make them available to you on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Hope you enjoy. God bless. Interesting anecdote. Uh, I was at a, uh, we were doing a parish mission one time in Donegal, and one of the other brothers had a habit and he had covered it in, in patches just because he had to, he had to fix it up. And St. Francis says that, though, would the brothers have permission to patch it up? There's this guy came up to me after the talk and uh, he's just kind of asking about, you know, the habit especially, which was a bit unusual. And then he starts talking about this brother's habit and saying, you know, well, how much do those things cost? I'm like, I don't know, we make them ourselves. And one of the brothers in New York, he, he, he sews them up for us. We just send them our dimensions. <laughs> Big, small, medium. And he's like, right, so can I give you some money so he can get a new one? I'm like, well, he doesn't need a new one. He's like, well, no, look at it. It's all patches. It's terrible. I'm like, no, that's, that's our gig. That's, that's part of what we are. He was so not okay. He was so uncomfortable. Like, this was not acceptable for him that we would not have looked better than we looked. This was really interesting for me. So I, I had to kind of say, yeah, well, he, I think he's okay. I mean, you could talk to him. But even if you gave him money, that wouldn't make it happen any quicker because it doesn't cost us money to make these things. Anyway, there's a little anecdote for you. That one's free. Okay, now for the talk. <laughs> What's a day in the life of a Franciscan like? Well, to answer that question, you'd first have to know what a Franciscan is. I am a Franciscan. Franciscan means uh, a follower of St. Francis. Well, a follower of Jesus in the manner of St. Francis. So if you know St. Francis of Assisi from uh, the 1200s, early 1200s, young fella who had this conversion about the age of 25 and really passionately wanted to live the gospel. He started to do that as he understood it. He started getting other people, other men who wanted to do the same thing. And it turned into this huge, huge movement. By the time he died, there was like three or 4,000 of them all over Europe. I think they'd already gotten to England, you know, having started in the middle of Assisi, they'd already gotten to England. And he only lived like, was it 15 years or so from the time he started the order to or maybe 20 years. So it wasn't a whole lot of time for this movement to explode. Uh, anyway, he wanted to live the gospel and it's still continuing today. It's <laughs> we're like a bad smell. We just won't go away. There's thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of Franciscans, men and women throughout the world, not only priests and what we would call religious consecrate people who consecrate their entire life, of which all Franciscans are. There's also people who are just normal, normal Catholics, lay people, you call them, who want to kind of live this life. So there's different forms of it that even in St. Francis Day, he set up a way for, for regular folks, regular Catholics, to kind of live this life. But what, what does it look like and what does a day of a Franciscan look like? If you were to think, okay, how can I live the gospel? How could I live so that my life is as much like Jesus as possible? What would be the key elements? He looked at his life. So you'd probably go, well, prayer. And that would be a great guess. <laughs> so we definitely have prayer in our life. St. Francis did. Jesus, obviously, there's lots of, lots of prayer going on in his life. Uh, that's relationship with God, right? Jesus did, uh, what did he do? He did a lot of stuff, right? He healed a lot of people. He preached a lot. He helped people. You could say in a generic way, he fed the poor, that sort of thing. And that would be a big part of our life as well. St. Francis had a real passion for that. He started actually with, with serving the poor, serving lepers. 
that was a big breakthrough for him when he had got the courage to overcome his fear of leprosy, actually, and, and to start work hands-on work with the poor. For us as Franciscans, and my particular group of Franciscans is a Franciscan of the Renewals, small little groups, about 140 of us scattered, scattered across the globe. And a big thing for us is hands-on work with the poor as regularly as possible. Okay, so every single one of the friars does that. Then what else will it be? Well, his other work, of course, is preaching the gospel. So that's a big thing. It was a huge thing for St. Francis. It's a big thing for us in our community is sharing our faith in some sort of way. Now that could be just like one-on-one -on -one in the street. It could be uh, giving a talk, an online talk, preaching in a church, all that sort of thing. It kind of fits in and sharing the gospel in, in some sort of a, a, a way that is uh, like preaching it or something like that. Okay, what else from the life of Jesus? He had a crew of people, right? He had and disciples and apostles. He didn't just go around on his own. Just like St. Francis, when he started to live this gospel life, it was really attractive and people wanted to do the same thing. And we see that very powerfully in the life of Jesus. Not only did people ask him, he asked people. He approached like Peter, Paul, Andrew, and not Paul. We kind of did with a vision to Paul, but he approached them and said, come follow me. That's also a thing for us that we, we see this, this living together as a family, living together as, as brothers. That's actually part of the gospel. Community, fraternity is what, what we would call a big part of it. Um, so that's for us, that's our, what we would call our three pillars of our life, our uh, prayer life, our apostolic life. That's the ministry, the helping the poor and the, the preaching the gospel and our fraternal life, our life together as brothers. But I would say... Uh, two, two little things that are kind of at the heart of it for me. This is a life focused on Jesus. The idea of this living, this Franciscan life, of, of living a gospel-centered life is to, I, 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 want, I want Jesus. I want to be like him. I want to be near him. I want to know him. As St. Paul said in Philippians, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Like I really, really want that in my life. So this life is a tool, is a way for me to do that. So I've consecrated my whole life. I've made vows to, come, to do this for the whole of my life, to never get married, to never have my own money, to have to ask permission for everything. And that's other parts of it. To totally consecrate. And the, the idea though is just is a relationship with Jesus. That's what I'm really after. And that happens, you know, throughout the whole thing, especially in prayer, the intimacy that we can experience through a life of like some serious, like four or five hours prayer every day. You know, you can really, really get to know someone if you spend four to five quality hours with them every day. The other thing I would say about this life that's awesome is the interruptions. It's the unplanned things where the Holy Spirit gets in there and has permission to interrupt my day and my very, very precious schedule to use me in some way to, to speak God's words and, God, and to communicate God's heart and his love to somebody who doesn't know it. So an example of this, just recently, I was on the street, just outside, I, I do the bins. So I was bringing the bins out. It turns out it was the wrong day. <laughs> I'm like dragging these bins out in the hope that the bin man would come, but I totally had the wrong day. So I was actually bringing them back in. And there's this uh, woman walking down, down the street and she shouts out to me. So I kind of stop and, and I, I recognized her. I had been down doing some street evangelization. I got talking to her and actually bought her a coffee or something and, and a really nice interaction. I remembered her name. I had been praying for her. And then she comes walking up to me in the street up at the house. I hadn't seen her up here before. And it turns out like she was really, really upset. And uh, it was just like this providential coincidence that we happened to meet. And so she shouts at me from the bottom of the street, brother. 
And it was really, really significant. Because I, I dress like this, because I live this life to her, it wasn't just a title. There was actually some way in which I'm actually a brother for her. It's like those guys in that house are brothers for everybody. So they, people actually relate to us as that. Like they, they open their hearts and they trust us like you would a brother an actual blood brother. So it turns out that um, she had had a huge tragedy. She was crying um, and she had heard that a family member of hers actually had been murdered. It really brutal. And, uh, and, and where did, she was like wandering the streets, just lost. She didn't have someone she could go to. She, didn't, she had no family left. They're all gone. And, uh, and she found a brother on the street uh, who could just be with her and listen to her and love her as a brother would. And it was really, really powerful. And she actually, she, she could only spend a little bit of time. She asked if she could come back. So she came back the next day and we sat and we talked and we prayed. And she asked me for a Bible. And there was one there. She, she actually is the one she thought and she picked it up and she hadn't kind of been to church or, or anything. She, she's not Catholic. And uh, so she got this Bible and she took it home. And, and then we just kind of kept meeting over the next couple of days. She'd be wandering past, I'd see her. And then all of these just amazing things. So then her, her housing, she got new housing and she was really happy about that, but it, it totally fell through. In fact, it was, she looked under the bed and, you know, someone had died in there and they hadn't cleaned the place out. It was disgusting. I mean, I won't, eat, I, I will spare you the details. And she came, again, she came to us and it wasn't just, oh, I can get something free off these guys. Like she, there was a real, like just honesty and vulnerability with her, a real need. So we got her set up with some, from some friends who run like a family hotel locally and they actually put her up for like two days for free. And she had lost her Bible. She left it in the other place. And that was the thing she was most upset about. So she asked if, so I gave her, I had a new Bible here and it turns out it was like the Bible that she used to have as a kid when she used to go to a Methodist church. And she starts crying about that. And, and over the next few days, I meet her as she's staying in this, this hotel. She'd be walking down the street, hugging the Bible, crying. On one of the Sundays that our church wasn't open, but some friends were like videoing some stuff in there. And so the door was actually open. I found her in the, in the shrine to Our Lady that we have in our church. And again, she was sitting in front of the statue of Our Lady and she's not Catholic, hugging her Bible and she's just bawling, crying. And when I talked to her, it wasn't the sad kind of tears. It wasn't the everything's horrible crying. It was the kind of crying you, you cry when the grace of God touches you. It was like that cleansing, those cleansing tears. And she's got sorted out in, in a, an apartment and, and uh, yeah, so things are starting, please God, to come together for her. And it's the beginning of a relationship and we'll see how it goes and especially how our relationship with God goes. But that's the sort of thing I get to do on her. Like that happens all the time. That's why I love this life. That's what's so beautiful. It's this available life uh, for Jesus, for the Holy Spirit, this available life for other people, to lay down your life for other people. So that is what Franciscan life is. That's what a day of Franciscan might be a little bit like. I hope that is maybe a little inspirational and hopeful uh, for you that you too could live a life, whatever it looks like for you, that uh, it could be a life of service, of availability for Jesus in some way. God bless you.